0: We did it! We did it! We stood up for love, equality, and decency. And after this long and drawn-out election week, we won! 74 million of us got together against all odds and obstacles and made it happen. He's gone! He's out of there! It wasn't pretty, and he's not going to make this transition easy. But it's good to know we can come together, be of one mind, one cause, and get shit done. Democracy won today. But guess what? This is when the real work starts. Welcome to the Transatlantic Bridge connecting Harlem, USA to Stockholm, Sweden. My name is Jason Diakite, and as always, I'm here with my dear friend and co-host, Chef Marcus Samuelson. and on today's episode of This Moment, We reflect on the 2020 U.S. presidential election results and what this victory means, not just for America, but for all of humanity, starting in three, two, one. Marcus, my brother, tell me, how are you feeling?
1: So, Jason, I just want to let you know, I'm in Tennessee, I'm on the road, so my Mm. audio here might be a little Mm -hmm. bouncy. so I apologize for that. I've been through a bunch of elections. I've never felt the level of joy as when Obama was elected in 2008. People just walked to the Apollo. People just walked in Harlem. And I don't think I've ever been as disappointed as 2016. But it's hard even to describe to the mental stepping on your neck feeling that these four years have been for, for, for all of us, the people of color, the women, the gay the straight the white the non you know whatever is other right so to, so just to be to see that this would not happen uh you know i mean it's it's an unreal feeling
0: just the just the prospect of it i think i going into it i was trying to <laughs> see see you know not not to get not to risk the same disappointed disappointment that I felt in 2016, where I figured that, well, no way uh, Trump is going to win. Hillary's definitely, I didn't even, I don't even remember being worried that Trump was going to win because it felt like such a long shot. It felt so unfathomable, so far from something that was remotely possible that, you know, I was kind of lulled into that comfort and then woke up in the morning and, you know, uh, realized that no it was actually possible so going into this election cycle i was like okay most likely trump will take it you know most likely he's an incumbent and usually incumbents win you know this is the first this that he <laughs> trump has set a couple of records here now this is the second time uh, donald trump lost a popular vote i mean let's not forget hillary got three million more votes than um uh, then uh, Trump in 2016. And now, what, Biden got about four, three, four million more. Four million, four more, million than, more. Yeah. Uh, four million more. So he lost uh, uh, the popular vote twice and he's the first uh, one-term president since George A. I Bush. think
1: I think there is but, a lot of other things uh, in these numbers too. T- let's talk about heroes. Heroes are, who knew hmm. that Georgia and, and Stacey Abrams is really a hero here. She got so many people out there to vote. After she was losing her election in 2018, she talk about hero and saying, you know what? Also closely, closely. Closely. Yeah, of course. And rigged. Or whatever. But at least she said, you know what? I'm not gonna give up. I'm in there for the long haul. That's a hero in in Georgia. Another hero that might you might not really show on all the stats, but was like Native Americans in Arizona. The Navajo tribe, ninety-seven mm-hmm. they turned, they turned up, out ninety-seven yeah. percent went with Biden. And these mm-hmm. there's so many numbers in this.
0: And people people have been giving Latinx voters shit for, you know, because maybe certain segments of this non-monolithic group, you know, in, for example, Florida may have voted for Donald Trump. But the truth of the matter is that they turned out in record numbers, too. And a lot of those voted for Biden.
1: Well, you could also say that, actually, this is a t- situation where both parties had a great election, right? First of all, it's a record amount of people coming out voting, right, in a most difficult way of doing it because of COVID, right? So 74 million on the Democrat side and 70, 71, 70 million on the Republican side. That's the record, right? Uh, and then the second part of this is that, you know, as you start looking at America, there, the Latinx vote is very different depending on where from the Latin population you 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 come from, and you look at in in Miami and Florida, it's mostly Cubano and Venezuela, which has a different mm-hmm. history with communism, etc.
0: Yeah, they were conservative in their home countries, and they're, they're still conservative. In, yeah, but in the also States, went through
1: you know. Castro, and you know, very 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 you know tough situations in in terms of that means, and in in Arizona where you have Mexican more Mexican and. Guatemala heritage and Ecuador and so on. So so again, just like black people is not one thing, same thing with Latinx, and we're learning that. The other number that sticks out to me is that 55 still, through all this, 55% of white women voted with Donald Trump. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: Let me say, Marcus, one thing I've been thinking about in, um, you know, following the media closely these past couple of days is that there's something myopic, deeply myopic and even cynical and kind of uh, there's a blindness of history and shortness of narrative in how, you know, because now we're talking about this election, the Republicans, of course, mostly soon to be ex-president Trump talking about, you know, the election is rigged, mail-in ballots is an insecure way of voting, like all these baseless accusations that he's trying to kind of cobble together some form of narrative that that the election was stolen. But, and this is, of course, what the news is reporting, but what I don't hear speak of and added to the grand narrative by, for example, journalists, is the fact that Republicans... Have been preparing for this, I mean we could go back just the past twenty years, but really <laughs> for as almost for as long as the vote has been free, you know gerrymandering uh, uh, the that is the redistricting of voting districts to to proportionately disfavor you know uh uh bipoc voters, the closing down of dmvs to to make it more difficult to get ID uh the the Stricter, like ever since the Voting Rights Act was overturned in 2015, when it went back to that states can decide what uh, what they demand from voters. So, you know. Demanding ID from voters in a state like Alabama, where they closed down 17 DMVs, of course, that's going to make it very hard for a lot of uh, Alabama voters to get ID to be able to vote. You know, closing down of polling stations. Like this has been going on for a long time. So even you know, even besides the mail in vote or the the in-person vote, that being the biggest discussion is to me just uh, it is just really blind.
1: You I know? take away a couple of things from this, right? Uh, one I would say is that I was completely shocked how there is a normalization, a standardization. If we were gone four more years. Then it would have been eight years with Trump. So I already started to see the normalization, standardization of Trump, right, and dealing with media, dealing with Swedish media a lot, where they say, like, well, if Joe Biden comes in, taxes are going to be really bad. I said, I said, wait a minute, you all grew up and had a luxury, grow up in a welfare state where you have, free, we all had great public school, had access to great public schools, great health care, et cetera. So. I was shocked how casually people sitting in the Swedish sofa and judging what America should look like with actually having very little idea of what the culture conversation, the race conversation. But in one way, I was actually glad people said that because this was a trap, right? They thought on Wednesday that Trump had won it. So all of Scandinavian media leaned towards Trump. Because they didn't fully understand how late these votes would be counted, right? You know, then they had to change again once they saw Biden won, right? But those two days when you and I did a lot of media back in Sweden, I was shocked. I was stunned by that. Uh, And and you told me this, my friend. Teddy has told me this. And you told me this. And I was like, wow. Uh, The other part I want to talk about is that just as much as when Obama won in 2008, it didn't mean that racism went away. Right. Just because Trump is gone, it doesn't mean that all these crazy, nonsense, horrible, horrific ideas that he actually standardized and brought to law, a lot of them and brought to, you know, mainstream media every day. They're still out there. And guess what? 71 million people are actually behind that. So our journey in terms of culture and racism and all of these things is not gone because of Donald Trump that's sit in the highest office. It's very important to understand that. No,
0: I mean it's it's what the Trump Trumpist era has has resulted in is a deep wound in the population, a a divide that is infected, and that's not going to just heal overnight. Especially since, you know, president or not. his rhetoric is not going to uh lessen he's still going to take he's still going to take up uh space in the in the in the public in the public room and and then he's still got two and a half more months you know as a lame duck it's going to be really interesting to follow how that plays out like you know just mentally on the man too like the psychological barriers like which you know i i at some points it it seemed you know over the past couple of days like he's Like he's cracking a bit, like there's starting to be some cracks in the facade. And then other times he's, you know, when he I I don't know if you saw the speech that he gave uh, Friday, the 16 minute speech that most uh, major networks stopped airing because it was just too uh, full of untruths, you know, which is also something something just norm yeah, shattering used to that now. in of how course. media treats presidents right we're used to that now so all these things that have uh, normalized and kind of ultra rapid speed uh and and that's again why i find it really cynical with like media and other countries like for example sweden wanting to weigh you know trump's policies against biden's policies as if the two candidates in some way are uh equal and they're just different choices when i'm like you cannot disregard the racism you cannot disregard the sexism you can't disregard twenty two thousand lies in four years you just can't disregard the authoritarian leaning uh uh uh, you know it's not about america first it's about trump first you know and to be able to disregard all that is really cynical and say well let's look Mm, at policy but
1: in many ways i think I try to look at it from two ways. First of all, I want to, I, I can't do this without talking about how sweet it was. Saturday in Harlem. Mm, uh, mm, I mm. mean, <laughs> just that Saturday afternoon. Weather was nice. It was yeah. imagine if like the Knicks won uh, the NBA championship and the Yankees won um, the same time, at the and same maybe even the Giants yeah. won the Super Bowl, right? It was all three. And that happened in every neighborhood across the coast. I mean, it was a carnival, of course, outside the Apollo. It was people were dancing on the street. Right now, Harlem is like, the only thing that I've seen bigger than this is probably Obama 08. Uh, It was a colder day, it wasn't like today. Today Today's almost like a spring day. And it's a weekend and everybody's out dancing, young and old. I'll never forget this day. It's a good day in Harlem. It's a good day in America. For everybody, for all of us. You know. Do you know what I mean? And it was this level of, which I don't think, I mean, you of course know it, but like, unless you're here, it's like the way, yes, I can breathe. You know what I mean? That's how it felt. You know, it, it, like people could breathe again. People could feel like, there was a level of uh, of breathing that, you know, the, it, it's hard to put your finger on, but the, the, what oppression does. But the party, the mood, the dances, all of it was absolutely amazing. And it wasn't anything organized. It was just people pulling up and say, yes, we did this. And so on. And once again, there's a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of black women. You know, Tamika Malroy, so many people that brought out the vote, you know, so that is one thing. And I And black
0: women turned out in record numbers. Of course. And and you know. But the sad truth we owe, here, we owe this W a lot to them.
1: Yeah, but there's another sort of like elephant in the room here. What's clear to me also, and it is horrible, Trump would not have lost without COVID. Right? The way he handled that, all those—I mean, if it's that close, right? In those five states that we talk about, the Arizona and who knew that Georgia would be at play, but you know, it was in, in still in Wisconsin and in Michigan and and the Pennsylvanias. You know, if the economy would have kept on going, and people have then said, you know, let's not break this. So that swing voter, that's all Corona, and for me, that's a tough. He'll, I take the W, but I know, and I have to explain this to my son one day, is that because of Corona, this happened, which means that millions of people have been infected and 240,000 people have died. And that is something that it's not, the day is not today to really unpack that, but history books will really look at that. What's your thought on that?
0: Hmm. Well, I heard the uh, the American journalist, uh, Alan Nairn, speaking about kind of the uh the dramaturgy of how this election went and he he kind of broke it down and and first laid the groundwork of what the republican party has been doing and and intensified over the past decade or two with the surgical race-based targeting and closing polling places and dmvs and stuff but then he was like trump early on in the pandemic told his followers don't worry about covid but he noticed the Democrats saying, just stating the medical fact that, you know, no, COVID can kill you. Vote by mail. So he decides to sabotage the USPS, the United States Postal Service, and then goes on to do that pretty fast, too, and putting one of his major donors, Louis DeJoy, in charge. So votes, a lot of votes can't get there on time and, you know, the, the because the, the mail is backed up, Um. You know, he's really been uh, uh, he's he's been pretty openly saying that he's going to sabotage this election and also beforehand claiming that it's going to be fraudulent, a cheat. So he's not just sowing seeds of doubt. He's 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 planted fucking trees of doubt. And those trees just aren't going to disappear. So in a sense, I mean, if I'm going to be cynical for 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 a minute, you know, also. What hasn't been talked so much about over the past couple of weeks, because all eyes have been on the election, is COVID. You know? And the United States, uh, uh, for the past week, have had record numbers, over 100,000 new infections per day for several days in, in a row. Um, you know, COVID is not going to go away. There's some, you know, th- this virus is going to keep, uh, keep the United States and the world in its grip over winter and midwinter. So in a sense, I'm happy that Biden isn't getting into office until end of January, because hopefully that will be towards the end of the of the second wave. Uh, and I think Trump is in for some real difficult uh, months here, just personally and, and psychologically, but also, you know, legally, you know, illegally I, and still having to I, actually. I think we're all country. in,
1: to be honest, and you 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 mentioned it, it's almost like covid Wasn't in the news for the last ten days, but when Monday hits around, you're right. The numbers are about 125,000 people a day, Uh, uh, and yeah, it goes up. And now, Trump—it's all distraction. Let's let's. If he wants to go and play golf in Mar-a-Lago, go. It's okay. Now the adults have to actually step in. And you know we need to start listening to the scientists and the Dr. Fauci's of the world. And we need to put a plan together because I'm, I, I don't think the January, I don't think the January will be over with the second wave in middle of the second wave. We will be in the middle. We will be in the middle actually. And it will be, we are in for such a difficult winter here in America, right? Because there is this kind of like euphoria, euphoria like, oh, Trump is now gone you know what, stay focused on what matters here. Like he's gone, he's just a bystander, move him aside. And now actually we have to put practice into place and people have to be disciplined. You know, one of the issue why the United States is struggling with this so much, it's obviously uh, poor people don't have access to healthcare, but also as people, we are not, we want to do, we want to go on with our life. We're not as disciplined as other, we're a big country. We're not as disciplined as other um countries has been and this is biting us and we have to if we're going to save life we actually have to as a nation do something together and we haven't been able to do that
0: can i say one thing marcus that i really hope i mean remember like you mentioned earlier the euphoria that you saw in harlem yesterday is only kind of comparable to the euphoria that happened in 2008 yes. when obama got elected of course that was probably even more intense you remember obama's first year two years in office where he tried in in all magnanimity to be the uh uh, reconciliator in chief and tried to uh you know meet the republican party with open arms and tried to compromise and tried to be uh reasonable right and try to kind of bridge the gap of of to be truly bipartisan, and what happened—the Tea Party starts, the political life of Donald Trump starts. Uh, the Republicans say no, and we're just going to obstruct. We're go- we're, we're going to put America actually in second place, and we're going to put the Republican Party's interest in first place. So no, we're not going to play ball. You know, I really hope that the Biden administration, when it comes in, doesn't just forget. Uh, these past four years, and that the not only the forty-fifth president, because he's been open with who he is all along, but all the GOP and the the kind of quiet complacency of the GOP still has to be held accountable. I mean, and at the same time, you know, some kind of uh, uh, reconciliation has to happen. So that's really, to me, he's really in for kind of a a, a tightrope walk there, right? Because it's about kind of unifying the nation, but at the same time, not letting the GOP off the hook and say, you know, we remember what you've been doing for four years or what you haven't. I think think one thing that
1: is really good time for Biden is because he's been there so long. So he does have the experience to navigate. Right. And that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a navigation skill here. Right. But I have to say one thing, Um, you know, hard work. And good guy and good lady does matter, and character does matter. When I think about Biden's journey, uh, he was never number one in his class. He, he was hardworking. But then at a very early age, he lost his wife and lost his daughter, right? Like, and then also later on, he lost his son, Bo. So the man of brief he's gone through, right? And still at 70-plus Go chasing it, and then still getting it very late in life. You know, I think there's something we can all take away from that: never give up on your dream. Being a good guy matters, and even when he was wrong, he admitted he was wrong. The way he dealt with Anita Hill, he was wrong on signing on um, on you know what uh, on illegal bills in the mid and early 90s, right? But not shying away from that, like being actually evolved in that. Right. So it shows that for me, he was, you know, he, he raised his kids for a long time as a single parent. You know what I mean? There's a lot there that I think looks more like America, real America in a way. And then you look at Kamala Harris journey, right? Being a daughter of immigrants, mother from India, father from Jamaica, you know, Work ethic, grinding, going to school in, in in at Howard University, going to school in Montreal, going to, you know, growing up in Oakland. So it really shows your kids and whoever you want to, you, the young ones, your cousin, whoever you're mentoring, good guy, character matters, hard work matters, um, this is this is a good this is a good one, two combination story that we can all go back to and hold on to. Uh I'm not saying we it's it's gonna be easy, but I'm just looking at the two incredible Yeah, and,
0: and and let's not forget exactly the first, we have a black female and of Indian descent, uh female vice president in the United States. It's incredible. It's it's amazing and that is, to me, you know, showing the best side of the United States,
1: and but I love this that. Especially that, yeah, yeah. Well, not just exactly the election, but it's like the, the United pull. States is
0: unbeatable. I don't know if it was. We were talking about this in the podcast uh, during the spring. You know, it's always the most beautiful, uh, the most like amazing and mind blowing, but also the most terrible, brutal, and awful. It's just that dichotomy of the United States that I. Yeah. I mean, I love it. You know, I love the fact that uh, you can have a Barack Obama and then right after that, you get a Donald Trump and then boom, you get a Kamala Harris. I mean, it's That's just like,
1: my point. The love story we have with America is that it really shows the best of us what we can do collectively as a country. But it also stares down right the barrel the worst in us. Just like, you know, early 90s when you have Tribe Called Quest and Milo Vanilli, you have both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Millie Vanilli were European,
0: man. The European contributions <laughs> to to global culture have been really awful, man. And I was gonna say, <laughs> it's also sitting in Europe and looking at that and seeing how Europe kind of is 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 always both in awe and for the past four yeah. years maybe also in a little bit in disgust. But you know, European societies are so segmented and so kind of stratified. In and class, and race, and, and the structures are so rigid, you know, you take a country like Sweden, Sweden hasn't even had a, a white female prime minister, you know, uh, let alone, you know, any person with even a dash of color anywhere near that office, and, it, you know, I ob- obviously understand that the Sweden doesn't have the same demographics, but you look at Europe, you look at France, you look at England,
1: well, you look at Norway have had it you look Den- at Germany, even, you know? even all the countries around Sweden. yeah, yeah, they've had females. they've had females Finland, but when Norway, it comes to Denmark. Uh, when, it comes to,
0: it. when it comes to bipoc politicians, you know you have some absolutely. but you look at okay, Sweden has a small demographic of, of like non-European it's not so small, what is it 25? 25% I think Well I, I was but, speaking
1: more about on the female side uh, on the women's side mm-mm. you know so does Finland so does Norway you know Norway Finland Absolutely, Denmark yeah. have all had women Denmark, as prime yeah. ministers But Jason, I just think for this moment we got to celebrate, <laughs> and obviously yeah, I want to yeah. know what did w. your dad and what did your mother say. Because for last episode you would <laughs> no, but you did, this, was, this was, I thought that was a very important thing that you said. Your father is eighty, your mother is seventy nine, and you said, "Is this going to be the last election?" What am, you know, and that I think that really struck with me. Have you had a chance to speak to both of them what's what's the mood
0: yes i have i've been, I've been talking to them daily they're you know uh, my mom is just totally elated. you know she's born in Scranton, yep, uh, Joe Biden is one year younger than she is. you know he went to the same school that she wow. went to you know for her, this w is also you know one for her hometown you know Scranton made it to the white house and 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 also you know for most kind of for most people in the world with a humanistic core values you know yes we knew that this vote was for not trump right so she was just elated my dad was also but he was just he was very happy you know his his focus was of course a lot you know he's very impressed with kamala harris Mm -hmm. she's a lawyer. Uh, She's a person of color. Those are two things that uh, that that my dad that always kind of uh, go in the plus column with my dad, you know. Um, And he also knows the United States like he knows what it takes for a to get for a person of color to get to where Kamala is or where Obama was or where where you are. So many
1: times she's been the first so many times. She's an incredible, Mm. impressive individual.
0: It's huge. It's huge. You know. Uh, so he was really, really happy, and and but of course, as you know, my uncle, diehard Trump uh, supporter, you know, and he's like super upset, you know. <laughs> and uh, I spoke to my dad today, you know, because in Sweden it's Father's Day, you know. So this really it was a beautiful moment because I know it happened last year too, but it, it's still it's, it's a it's a new thing for me, you know. My daughter's only two. Uh, you know, I called my dad to to wish him a happy Father's Day and he wished me a happy nice, Father's sweet. Day. And it was, sweet. It was a, it's a beautiful kind of like leveling off where he can a little bit, you know, I, I'm never going to be on the same level of him, as him, obviously, right? But at least where he can see me as, you know, okay, so now my son is a father too nice, and acknowledge nice. that. Beautiful. So on a personal note, that was beautiful. Uh, but he did say that he spoke to my uncle and my uncle is like... Um, very, very agitated and angry, and, uh, you know, they, they'd they had a big, huge argument, and uh, he really has, he has taken the Trump pill and swallowed it whole, and there's no yeah. The road back for well, him when, looks when like Unc, from when that. When I like, like, off
1: in a couple of weeks or so, we might get him back mm. on this moment. But for this time, Jason. Yeah, I, I
0: have a I have a promise from my dad that he he's going to come on the yes. show. Like whenever we want him on the show, he's on. But well, cool know? it, Unc. Uh, we're going
1: to get there. We're going getting to <laughs> Alan.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. get
1: to you. Can we have this moment though? Can we celebrate this right now? Because just as humans, right, and in many weird ways, maybe we in the world needed this Trump moment to make sure that we never, ever, ever go back to this low. I mean, COVID and Trump and dealing with all this mentally, it's been hard. It's been the roughest year in my life. But to come out of this with this, I'm so happy. And I just want to like, this is like the best candy. I just want to savor it, savor it, savor it. And then (laughs) snap out of it and go to work because I'm not, I don't want to get blindsided on this. We still, as in the world, we still dealing with COVID and we have to get better as human to human, right? We got to stop looking at each other as brutal enemies.
0: I mean, it hasn't come to, yeah. well, there has been, you know, violence. Uh, there has been violence in the streets since, you know, George Floyd. Um, and it's been citizen against citizen, yeah. you know, like we saw in Milwaukee, yeah. you know. Uh, and even though it's not at, at a point where it's, you know, maybe teetering on the brink of civil war, but there is a, a, this psychological divide, this political divide is, is, is a form of psychological warfare that I'm sure, you know, I spoke to my cousins uh, on my mom's side, they all live in Scranton, and that divide, like you're for Biden or you're for Trump, that divide cuts straight through workplaces, mm-hmm. neighborhoods, uh, friendship lines, families, um, mm-hmm. uh, and there is going to have to be uh, compromise and 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 understanding.
1: Yeah, we have to do. De- we to, have to do better as human beings. We have to beings. find our way back. To you it. know, there, it, yeah. it's great to have yeah. two parties. It's good to have a push and pull. But you know, as humans, you know, there are some common goals. We have more in common. You know, we don't. Have, we can have different opinions without being enemies. And for me, right now, we need to do deep soul searching. Uh, we need to celebrate each other as humans, as Americans, as, you know, when you opted in to be part of this multicultural, multi-ethnic possibility that America is, celebrate that, you know, because we can't just take the good what that brings us and then look at the negative. I, I love a push and pull and different opinions. This is one of the reasons why I love living in That's America. Dynamic. That's, That's dynamic. That's what makes us grow, exactly. too. You know? So I, I, we are here and we're sending a message to the world how to solve things peacefully. And I just want to end with the incredible images that I, you know, I went out and sent a lot of pictures to you um, <laughs> yeah. yesterday afternoon. I got some
0: beautiful pictures and footage, man. And that, yeah. that's
1: what I'm saying. That's what
0: you put me there. That's
1: what New America is at its core, right? It's celebrating. No one was. Uh, it was just young, old, gay, straight, black, white, Jewish, Muslim, whatever you. Like you know, this, this incredible. Um, mosaic that is called America was on the streets yesterday. Uh, and those are my memories. And you know, Donald Trump, he loves golfing, go down to Florida and play golf. And then if you love Russia, go to Russia, but leave us alone now. Let us go to work and just solve this in the most peaceful, progressive, best ways. You know, um,
0: Marcus, uh, I know that you're in Tennessee right now, right? Tennessee so we, we get we, that's that's something I Tennessee yeah of course <laughs> that's something I'm gonna I know you just got there too so I'm not gonna hit you with this already but, too early. but uh uh tell me about what what what's what you're seeing on the streets uh in uh in Tennessee and Knoxville so that so I could get a report from the south yeah, well, next it time it was
1: we talk. um it was you know here it's it was a lot of flags that's a lot of Trump signs up uh, and I just stared out the window and people are of course uh entitles their opinions uh and you know being a black man in tennessee it's um i'm here now and i can tell you this it's not like i have not thought about it right like it's not like i'm not not nervous you know what i mean but i'm walking tall and and um it's just also about it's like post a big soccer loss right you don't want to you want to be smart about it right so it, it's it's not you know i I'm gonna I'm gonna do my work. I'm gonna go home and and that's it. But on this day, I just want to savor that incredible victory between the Harris Biden Biden Harris ticket, and that really shows the best in America. We did this, you know, collectively. The Native Americans, the Latinx, the white progressive, the the, the diversity, the black women, the diversity. The diversity The gay, the straight.
0: That's what makes the United States exactly.
1: So let's just have this Mm -hmm. week
0: and... And and when you walk down the street in Knoxville, you could just sing, take me to another place. Take me to another land. Make me forget all that hurts me. Let me understand your plan. I love that. Shout out to Arrested Development. I love that song. What, 1992? It's an anthem. Blast it, man. I know there's been an election. I know, you know, COVID is on the up, up, up. But, Marcus, happy belated birthday, the big Five O. 0
1: Happy birthday, brother. Whoa, you made Thank it you man. so much. Uh, you know, it was with a lot of love and joy. You know, I, I walked my son to school, which sometimes I don't get to do as often as I like. So I walked him to school, which was beautiful. And just and then when I came back to my dear friends, Jonathan and Mark sat on my stoop and I didn't know that that was a nice surprise. And we just went to have coffee. Um, and then my wife had set up some Zoom that tricked everybody. It's tricked me, not everybody. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, I just had that. I wanted to do just everyday stuff that is a luxury for me that I don't get a chance to do. So I just want to spend as much time with my family as possible. And then of course,
0: what did you eat? What did you eat? What did they,
1: what did you cook? My, did they cook? My, did my, cook? We have our nanny, she's from Peru. She did this ceviche dish that I always order from her because, and she shows Ooh. me how to do it. One of the reasons okay. why I can do it real well is mm. because Miss Lord Lulu, she did, I mean, she does this incredible ceviche, like from, you know, starts the night before and gets cooking. But then, uh, when, what was, was, You know, this era of what's going to happen, right? The election was on my mind constantly, Uh, but Maya made it happen. We had a great time and it was just a special day. And I got the biggest birthday gift ever with Biden Harris going straight to the White House. So incredible day. And I will never, you know, the one thing I thought about, the only birthday actually I remember from my father's, was actually his 50th birthday and it was a big deal he had people from all over the world coming to Gothenburg and celebrate and it's the only birthday I was like wow I am the same age as he was and I was like 12 or 13 at that time and I just remember it it was it was like like English people there's people from like India you know all over right colleagues of his and it was just one of those things like wow right i'm i'm an adult now i've I never really felt like an adult mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know yeah, yeah yeah but now now you can start calling okay. one. <laughs>
1: and i'm also the youngest yeah, yeah, yeah. old man that you know
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say man whatever you're you know whatever whatever he's got uh, give me some of that <laughs> yeah, too you, you know, got because, it come yeah on. you definitely you make it 50 look Dude, really please. good brother please. really good man you got you, the spark is there you know the 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 youth in expression movement and energy is always so strong in you Thank brother. you you know and uh i really uh you know all love Thank for you, you your family and man you made it to the 5-0 you know that's a uh, 20-year-old marcus and 25-year-old marcus and 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 twenty nine year old Marcus, they're all like cheering, like, "Hey, we made
1: it, man! We made it!" Yeah, man. (laughs) You know. All right. Peace, brother. Love you. All right, brother. uh, Enjoy the rest of Father's Day, and just you know.
0: And um, and like you said, let's uh, let's savor this W. This W is for win. And Monday, Tuesday, next week, that W turns into work. Catch you soon, bro. Peace. Peace.
1: How do you feel? I feel uh, extremely relieved and hopeful and faithful that we return to decency, that we return to integrity, that we have facts over fiction,
0: you know, and so we have some science belief. I want to live in a world where... We got good drinking water. We got mm. safe highways. I wanna feel safe that somebody has our interest in mind. Yeah. So I'm really happy hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah.
1: <laughs> hallelujah.